in my view, we need to like rewrite how the mainstream sees sapphic love. Because I feel like if you if you talk to any like cishet man or, you know, like a straight couple or something and you say like lesbian or sapphic or, you know, woman loving woman, whatever, I feel like they the there's like key ideas that are like pornographic or like, you know, dikey, quote unquote, or whatever. <laughs> but then um, there's so many queer women, AFABs and non-binary people who have this like beautiful plethora of like emotions and um, and imagery that has not even been shown in mm-hmm. the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. So to think that we have this opportunity in Pillow Fight to not only like um, experience it, write it, and then put it out, and then maybe the radio or maybe someone will listen to it. Like, I feel like that's a beautiful thing. After a pandemic's worth of singles, videos, and sellout shows, the genre-teasing Halifax duo Pillow Fight finally drops its debut EP this week. Flutter is six songs of heartache, heartbreak, and heartfelt sentiment spread across country, folk, and indie pop. Art and Aaron return to the show to chat about their wild year in the local music scene, representing sapphic desire, and where you can catch them this summer. I'm Tara Thorne, and this is The Tideline. summer which means you're gonna hear me complain about summer every week until labor day it's the worst i'm gonna tell you about a couple things coming up in the next couple days so tonight today tonight at eastern front theater which is over in alderney landing there is a final show of the stages festival on at 2 p.m and 7 30 p.m it is called urn if an immigrant dies where shall their body go the answer is home but where what is home this is the question Santiago Guzman asked with his new show, Earn, which is making its world premiere today uh, at Stages. And it follows the journey of siblings who reconnect at their mother's funeral. And they need to try to figure out where they're going to bury their mother in Newfoundland or in their homeland of Mexico City. And Friday at 8.30 p.m., that's a nice early start time. At the Seahorse, you can catch the hypochondriacs who are releasing their new album, Waitin' Time with Kylie Fox and Factory Girls. I've got Pillow Fight standing by, and while they're getting settled, I'm going to spin you my favorite track from their brand new EP out on June 24th. This is 1968. Don't need to both the sand Couldn't breathe in his hands Life of 68 I 
One year ago, I, isn't that wild? It is. I I I have no concept of time still. So I was like, was it two years ago? Was I it? Know. I knew it wasn't this calendar year. Yep. But I thought it was. I don't know. I, I felt know. like it was six months personally. Yeah. Like When time goes the other way for me. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I listened to the old show to be like, what did we talk about? Then? I did too. Oh, I love last it. last night I was like, I got to do my homework. I got to make sure that we're not saying the same things. <laughs> well, I mean that that was all about the formation of the band, and you didn't really have a ton of stuff out at that we point. Had, I think we had only playing the fool, and that was the wow. song that you put on the the at podcast. The and, yeah. 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 yeah, it's kind of amazing that I was like, they have one song, they should come on the show. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes. Really, maybe you were the start of this whole thing. Yeah. Thanks, Tara. <laughs> Ground floor. Well, at the time, so you, uh, Aaron, I saw you on the weekend, and I and I remember at the, on the show, you said, you know, everyone was, we put this amazing band together because everyone has time. When I saw you two days ago, three <laughs> days ago, you're like, no one has time. No one Everyone's has time. booked. No one has Everyone's time. Everyone's very good in our <laughs> band. And as they should be, they are very busy yeah. and sought after. So it's a juggling situation now. And it, mm-hmm. so, yeah, so it's a juggling situation. And also it was like a fun project to do in a time where no one had a ton to do. But now we're, we're not back to real life. But for all intents and purposes, we are. Like yeah. life is back well. to... Like it's moving again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things are happening. Um, you know, there's no threat of lockdown. There's no threat of your show getting postponed a million times. Nothing like yeah. that. So, h- h- how d- how does the band fit in your lives now? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. 
I feel like back in the day, as you said, like back in the day, one year day, <laughs> one year ago, I feel like it has been like years. It feels like we've crammed so much in one year that it's like it's been so much. But um, I remember back in the back in the day, a year ago, it just seemed like a lot of fun, and we were like, we're gonna see what happens, and like we're gonna keep making music if even if people don't like it, and like it's just gonna be fun, and may, you know we'll have a little check in and see what we want to do. And now I feel like we're like. We've grown up and now we're with the big kids. <laughs> yeah, and Art was, Art was, this is Art's first band. There's still, still a baby in the music Excuse business. Excuse me, I'm a veteran You're now. a veteran. You have, Does what, it take 19, much time. 19 I, shows in? I've seen some stuff. <laughs> I have. I've had to deal with some stuff. This whole year has just been like, like shoved into this massive world that I had no idea about. And then you have to learn really quickly who are good people? Who are bad people? How do you do? How do you market? Um, you know all of these things. Um, so I had to learn really fast. And it's it's nice now that because before we were just hanging out, nothing was going on. The music business wasn't really yeah. even a thing. And I'd be like, well, you know, in the before times, <laughs> this used to be a lot more difficult. Or you know, when we start doing this, this is going to be. So now we're getting to learn all about that. We learn that fun stuff. But I do feel like things have have regenerated. In a bit of a different way, Absolutely. hopefully, it seems like the, I don't know, it seems like there's a bit of a changeover with personnel. There's a lot more younger, a younger crew. It's only young people. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. being prominent because people, people that weren't young and vital who were just kind of riding on the old situation, that like all broke down. And now it's like, bring the kids out and what's happening. And it, yeah, it seems, it seems like it got a bit of a shot in the arm afterwards. I feel like there's also um, just comparing last year to this year i feel like right now um the the competition is fierce like it's so fierce and i don't know what it was like before but i feel like there's this almost this like this this energy that you have to be something to get those small opportunities like i don't know what it was like in the before times obviously i wasn't there Um, similar, but I feel like it's a little more honed in and everyone's like, there's, there's, I feel like there's more opportunities for crowds because people want to come out and they haven't come out for things. And I'm wondering how long that's going to last or if we're going to revert back to it, or if we're all going to kind of keep it in the collective memory when we couldn't leave the house for three months and we watched everything on Netflix. And it's funny uh, how like getting out of the pandemic, um, people are so socially weird, but then they're also like so desperate to go to shows. So we're all just really weird at shows, (laughs) you know? Yeah. We were just talking about, we just saw each other at a show. (laughs) It was very weird. We saw each other at the Keepery show. Yeah. And like I, I can just imagine both of us being like super, um, I don't know, like yeah, socially weird, and being like, "Good afternoon, Tara. How are you? <laughs> Hello. Yep. I still am not great at recognizing people. When I saw Aaron, I thought he was a different person. What? I literally I was this like, guy? "Are you back here Had from Toronto?" <laughs> He's like, oh what? my gosh! Like, oh wait, I know who it is. <laughs> just give me a second. Uh, um, this is um, I, I'm interested. I have not asked anybody about this. I'm just interested in your thoughts. Um, uh, prices have gone up mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Uh, now, as someone who has never played a show that costs more than $10, it's hard for me to to kind of adjust to this new model. Like, I think the prices are fair. Yeah. Like, yes, we should be paying $15, 20 at the door to see Adele. A keeper, not Adele. 
the stadium that'd be, star. That'd be a that good be deal. More. That'd be a great deal. <laughs> that'd be an amazing deal. It's like those $10 Hamilton tickets. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, you know, but but that same night, you know, Willie was playing up the street and that was 30 bucks. And I'm like, I don't. Yeah. I love everyone, but I don't have 50 bucks to spend on uh, on shows that three years ago would have been $16 total. Mm-hmm. Um, what What's your vibe on, on prices, too? Because you also you you formed in this time where where prices were higher mm-hmm. to get to because capacities were lower. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of making music as accessible as possible. And like, I'm super glad that, you know, um, our music is on streaming platforms and we try and do as many, you know, local all ages gigs outside. Um, but at the same time, it's like it would be really nice to not be exploited and get paid fairly and pay our band fairly. Um, and honestly, I feel like they're they keep rain, raising the prices because there is such a need and they can. People will pay. Like, what do you think? How long do you think they'll pay? This I is my question. I don't know. And we're like fairly, fairly new. So that like factors into things. But I don't think 15 to $20 is to see two bands of like, we have a six piece band. Um, and like, you know, often it's 10 people on stage. So you're, and my thing is, is like, well, if I'm going to charge this, I'm going to do my damnedest to make the show worth that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put, put in that. And like, we, we've, um, with our limited resources, just like talked about what we can do to make the show a little yeah. more fun. We like had think we had the Pisces birthday party when we played mm-hmm. with good, dear, good. Yeah. And we do just try to figure out whatever we can do and, you know, hire the best players and mm-hmm. rehearse with them and make a vibe. And we've been kind of splitting some of the shows where we can, where they're not like loud bar shows, splitting the shows up between do four band songs, do four duo songs, do four band songs to kind of like mix it up and work yeah. on and try to throw in like as much stage banter and stuff as we can to like make the show a something show. that someone will be like, oh yeah, that was definitely worth like two hours, 20 bucks. Sure. That mm-hmm. was, uh, that was totally. And that's kind of my, cause gas like is so expensive yeah. and you have to, if you want good people to pay, play and play well, you have to pay them as well. And then all the promoting and all the people yeah. we have helping us. So yeah, it's just trying to find, and Art and I usually come out, for the worst financially in the Always. thing and invest Always. in the Always. in the stuff, which is because we love it and it's our thing, but it's that, balancing that with like, yeah, what do we need to cover this? And then now we're in the summer, so there's some good festival guarantees that way, mm-hmm. or like shows that are are particular, so we'll be able to offset that. And we have merch now on sale on our website, which is live <laughs> nice today. Plug. Um, so there's <laughs> that. I I'm I feel the most privileged because. We both have full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. Like, I do not know how we could do this without a proper salary behind us because we'll go to gigs and we'll always put, obviously pay our band members and whatever other fees we have to pay way before we get anything. And like, obviously at this point, we're not doing it for the money. I don't know who, <laughs> I don't know if any musician does it for the money. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just interested, like like the model's always shifting, and it's and it is always the little bands that that get fucked over, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Inter- it's just an interesting time. But even even time. before I'd go to shows, and I'd be like, "Why is this show six dollars, guys? Come on, you yeah. got like three bands on here. Yeah. Like, how are you gonna how how are you gonna get pizza afterwards? Even yeah. like, it's not even so true. And even like, uh, I toured for 
pretty much the first time. It was a proper tour. We're touring right now, but we went to Fredericton, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, the capital. Yeah, mm, it was. A, it was. A, it felt like a really big deal because it was the first time for me. Anyway, I know Aaron's done this uh, so many times. He knows what it is. I get it. But for me, I'm just like. Oh my gosh, we're going to Fredericton with our band. We get to go to Irving and and get some snacks. We get to bond in the car and we get to play this place. And there's like, when we were playing at the Cap, there were so many people there who were like, um, they already knew our songs. Oh, and they were like so into it. And I was like, oh my gosh, touring is so great. But then coming home, we're like, we are absolutely in a financial deficit just from <laughs> going to Fredericton. You yeah. can't fill your car with joy. No. no. <laughs> and and two cars when we're bringing all the gear right? and all the people as there well. There were too many so. snacks, too many snacks. But we slept on my in my brother's basement. So right. that offset that. There you There's go. usually a Rock win. and roll. Yeah. There's that one hotel, I can't remember what it's, do you remember what it's called? Best Western Fox? by any No, chance? is uh. it the, have Fox in the name? And if you say you're in a band, they give you a discount. Oh, really? Is yeah. that the one uh, just as you're coming off the highway? Yeah, like out by oh, the restaurant and yeah. everything? Yeah, you got to go there next time. I stayed there once before when I, I did something with, uh, I think it was the school hired us for something, and it was a Rich O'Coin show, but it was dry during Frost Week. <laughs> and it was, oh, no. It wasn't the best show. Apparently dry <laughs> shows during Frost Week just didn't go over <laughs> I don't but think I don't it's ever really place. a dry show, is it? I feel like people will sneak something in. No, there was like eight Christians there and that was it. It seems like it was an interesting. <laughs> and then the bar upstairs was raging and the bar downstairs was going crazy. And we were like just hanging out. And- <laughs> Not all models work. No. Yeah. But Tara, you would still go to shows even if they were a proper amount of money. But it's still the talent that you want to see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I'm go like I see some things that I think are are way too expensive. Yeah, and then I see videos of it and they're sold out, and I'm like, okay, okay, good for you, I guess. That's yeah. If I have no no issue with people making their money, charge yeah. what the thing, but also like there was there was nights where I used to bop around to two or three shows, yeah. which is not possible any, yeah. anymore unless you like know someone and you're like, hey, I'd love to come see you, but otherwise, like you're looking at seventy dollars in cover if you go to a few different, yeah. Shows and that's not quite the same thing. It's not it's like not throwing a five or a ten. No. <laughs> yeah, uh, six dollars and eight dollars shows. That's what I always used to play. Like if you play Gus's Pub, you can still cannot charge more than six dollars in my opinion because how fucking dare you? Is, is that <laughs> is that the is that the SoCan? What was the SoCan? Yeah, SoCan level is six bucks. Six bucks. Yeah. So it's like at least this is registering <laughs> in the national you'll registry. Get, you'll of get shows. four dollars from this in six yeah. months. <laughs> this is sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's talk music instead of business because that's why you're here. You've got this brand new record flutter that's coming out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. Um, we are super, super excited. I um, so the the name um, I think is a beautiful um, representation of how I'm feeling right now because I'm getting so many little flutters in my tummy. <laughs> um, thinking about um, people hearing it, and I'm the I, the flutter inside my tummy is um, mainly excitement, but it's also massive nerves mm-hmm. that it will come out and everyone will be like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> And like, you never know. You don't ever know. It's very personal too. It's very personal. Yeah. Like, especially in Flutter, um, we, we, we have so many songs. Aaron and I are just like cranking them out. I got a lot of emotions. He has a lot of ideas. It just works. Um, but we had to kind of pick and choose a good set of like six songs. 
Um, and all of them are very like mixed genres. There's not really one vibe. There's not one theme. But, uh, you know, it's kind of like if you like flipped through like a journal and every page you were doing something different and feeling something different. So I hope that whoever listens, I don't know, gets that. But you never know. Well, I was going to ask you about the genre things because when Willie was here a couple weeks ago, he was talking like we were talking about how throughout his career he's he's tried on a ton of genres, mm-hmm. and how he he you know he's he said you know whatever serves the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know you work with John Mulane, and yeah. I also I have to imagine that he maybe wouldn't have loved this genre agnostic vibe <laughs> that you were doing, and maybe wanted everything to sound, um, you know, sim- I like. I, yeah, I'm just interested in in what the discussions you had amongst yourselves about, like, yeah, because you open with this kind of dark country song, yeah, um, and then there's folk in there, of course, and then there's pop. There's that 1968, my favorite one. Um, do you love that? You. Yeah, I do. Aww. And then, like, that, yeah. So, um, you know, it's all very unexpected, and there's the through line of you both doing it so it's not like some oh i did the spotify list change or something like did the playlist continue on it's not like that (laughs) what were the what were the conversations when you were putting the record together about about sound Mm -hmm. i think it kind of ended up being a bit of a sampler (laughs) and um and the way it was going because even when we were working on it and planning the release like we didn't know if we'd be playing shows at that time. We were trying to figure, like, maybe we should start a podcast if we can't get out. <laughs> like, is this summer going to be a summer? Like, because all this stuff happens, like, months and months and months in advance. So when we're going through it, we were still in those dips where Omicron was coming mm-hmm. back. And we're like, is this even going to be a thing? We don't really mm-hmm. know. And working on the record was just trying to be like, how do we get what we're doing out there? And mm-hmm. what what we feel and I feel like it kind of represents what we've been doing because we're very instilled in the duo dynamic between us and that's kind of like the spark where things happen but then we have so many other interests that way and uh yeah Yeah. we just kind of followed and the songs are now even growing more as we take some of the folkier ones to the band and do them live and still I I feel like we made this with kind of a little like less resources than than we would have in a normal Mm -hmm. in a normal time most of it was just me in my office putting stuff together and emailing things around and we had like tori came over and sang and jesse brown sang on some stuff but uh it was really kind of like finding out what pillow fight wants to sound like right i i feel like there it would have changed the song and it would have changed the vibe if we forced it to be in a specific genre Mm -hmm. like i feel like you know, we we really love like um, alternative indie kind of pop. What I don't I don't know, but we like stick to a few um, like a handful of artists that were like, oh, we really like these people. But I feel like some songs are just like uh, created, and we have to follow them. We got to follow mm-hmm. the vibe. We got to follow the emotions. And like for something like Cellar Door, like I wrote it. Um, this is the song about um, giving head and staying in someone's bed. Oh, we know. Oh, good. <laughs> we, I was like, I know this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sets a tone. It always sure. sets a tone. That's why we always start with it because we're like, you're at a pillow fight show now. <laughs> like, sit down, listen to this. Um, 
But like something like Salvador, I wrote it so long ago and it, it, originally it was like this like soft little indie thing. Mm-hmm. And then this like beat came up and it was just like this super country like and it was like you you could see that this um this song was just like growing into itself. And if we just kept it being this like meek little indie song, maybe it wouldn't have that punch or it wouldn't uh fill its destiny. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just wow. said that. Yeah, you're getting Please Eddie. cut me off. I feel I feel like a lot of it comes from me being a baby producer mm. too because I'm really trying to learn how to like do the production thing which is a giant abstract job. So um which is kind of fun too cuz like I can see what we can go further with. Now like at that point it's always just like a snapshot of your skills but after having finished that and like for a bit, it was like all I could do was focus on the drums because the drums were hard to do. And then yeah. it was like, ooh, I finished a song. This is great. <laughs> and then like, ooh, I did this. And now to like get into different realms and add different things. And also for me to learn, I'm so used to coming from songwriting from, oh, you get an idea, you take it into the rehearsal room and you bang it out with a few other people. And then everyone kind of puts in their stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is a much more Sol, sol, not solitary, I guess, but like me it and I work solitary. on a thing, and then I go around and I do the laptop stuff for a couple of days, try to figure out where I am in there, like put down my parts. And then you literally send it to me, and I'm like, I don't like this. Change this. I don't like this. That one sound annoying. Change it. So, I'm so we sorry. go through that, and then we, yeah. So I feel like it's all still a learning process, and but I feel like we, I kind of went to both both spectrums that we were like looking for for pillow fight because people sometimes people are like oh i really like the duo or sometimes people are like oh i really like the full band and and something for everybody and then i'm like yeah maybe that's something for everybody and also two income streams because this is really expensive to do and so if we're somewhere else we can you know the band can stay wherever and we can go make a couple hundred bucks by just like singing our folk songs and doing our thing and i feel like the challenge is like getting our duo to be the main thing whether it's surrounded by a band or whether we're just doing like a coffee house and trying to bring those two things as close together as I can, Mm -hmm. which is why the EP is basically like, here's a band tune, here's a soft tune, here's Mm -hmm. a band tune. And, and like a bit of everything still, still evolving that as to like, how do we merge these things? So it's like seamless. I just hope that people get it. Yeah. And if people just like, yeah, if people like it, that's that's all I can hope for. It was fun to make, and we're proud of it. So. Yeah. I wish I took my own advice, though, because <clears throat> not to say that I'm, like, um, full of wisdom or anything, <laughs> but there was this band the other day, and they're, like, brand new, brand spanking new, kind of punky, like, riot girl type of style. And they were, like, when I saw them, um, they just seemed, like, super worried about what people were going to think. But I was like sitting there being like, I, you're, you're, um, you're singing a song about genital warts right now. And you're, it was the, the top bit of foggy goggle. And like, they were like, you know, feeling a little bit shy. And I just wanted to be like, own whatever that is, mm-hmm. whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Even if nobody likes it. You got to keep doing it. It's obviously working for someone. Like mm-hmm. someone was like having a nice time. And like, I wish sometimes I felt that too. It just seems like because there's more pressure and there's, you know, there's capitalism and there's marketing and there's 
There's a, I don't know. TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> don't get me started. There's so many things where it's like, it's really hard to just make really weird music because it's like, what's it for? Well, you have to fulfill a quota. You have to do these things instead of just making art for making art, you know? Mm-hmm. I do know. Well, that leads me to my, my next question because... To go back, circle back to the industry. Uh, <laughs> on that, on when you were here a year ago, you were excited <laughs> <laughs> to do industry things. It was exciting to you. One year on, how are you feeling about that? I truly wish the the people who are listening to this right now could see my bags under my eyes. <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, um, I feel like being in the music industry was one of the absolute greatest gifts for my artistry but also uh for my personality i feel like before i had this very um romanticized um understanding of people and the industry and now i am very careful Mm. i think i think i had to learn the hard way unfortunately um yeah yeah well like art's really personable and sweet and kind and nice so there's been a lot of elements where i'm like no you gotta drop that for a bit email this (laughs) person and tell oh them exactly because they're like oh okay just when when you get a chance and i'm like no you can't <laughs> you can't deal with a promoter like that you have to you have to go in and lay go down in swinging. And listen lay down asshole just, uh, give me the time just yeah. short of that but yes we need to know when to tell the band to be and they're just like oh yeah like so yes we've kind of been hardening them up a bit in the face of I am the hardened yeah, now hardened. but I must say I'm I'm hardened but I always um I always want to go into situations with an open mind and I feel like last time because I did my homework and listened to our last <laughs> podcast um last time you were talking about how both of you were like um quite jaded mm. from it because there were so many years and so many people and so much you know messed up whatever happened and I feel like because I don't know that yet, I can still go in and be like, I've heard stuff about you, but I'm still going to like take you at face value and see if you're like as bad as I hear. That's kind. Uh, yeah. It is. <laughs> but then it sometimes bites me in the ass. So yeah. if people have a reputation, it's generally not unfounded. Yeah. That's been my, that would be my piece of advice. Well, Aaron, I don't know. I'm going to ask this question. I hope it doesn't come off rude. Um, you've been in bands for a long time. Yep. This thing came out. And it was successful immediately. Now, success is relative. Like, mm-hmm. to some people, it's money. To some people, it's people at the show. But, like, people love the band instantly. You had great shows instantly. Yeah. Um, does that change your perspective on the industry at all? Or, or, or is it sort of like knowing what you know about the industry? Are you kind of like, well, we'll see. Well, yeah. I'm kind of uh, jaded, as especially. So it's all very... It's all very cautious, which is good that art is usually overflowing with enthusiasm because it <laughs> offsets my, you know, like that mix of of their just like childish joy at things where I'm like, yeah, I did that. Like at one point it didn't mean anything. I'm like, you know? Fredericton. <laughs> yeah, like, we're sleeping on the floor and yeah. driving in a Freddie Carol. Beach forever. But um, I also feel like it's just like a... I got space over the pandemic to just like not play a show every day, not have a rehearsal every day, not like, and a lot of that stuff has changed. And it was like really good time for me to like sit back and, and like form this. Like when we realized this was going to be an actual band, it was really 
because I hadn't like really fronted anything in a while. I was always just kind of along for the ride. Mm -hmm. And I got to like take all the stuff I learned from that and be like, okay, like I'm good with a little bit of Hello Delaware. Like Dana has great managerial stuff, always looks after the bands, is always like in the industry things on top of that. And like playing with tea and the showmanship that tea brings to stuff. Mm -hmm. And I could kind of like grab little pieces of all these things I've learned. So it seemed like a good opportunity to just like chill out. And you don't really notice these things when you're doing them every day and you're tired and you're schlepping your gear and you're waiting in airports or you're in the back of the van. But with all that time and like kind of feeling like I was like never going to make music again for a bit. And then when this started to happen, it was like, oh, well, no, I want to like try to combine everything I've learned and still be able to make whatever music I want, but Mm -hmm. offset that with all this like industry stuff and try to play the industry game. I guess no one, I don't know if people really win or lose at it, but there is a certain way that it works for some people. Yeah. And like, is there, I'm sorry to cut you off. Is there a, um, some kind of course that you can take about the, there is, there is, there actually is. Oh yeah. An SEC music business. Music business? Yeah. That would have been nice to know. I've just been like, <laughs> guessing this whole time. Yeah. Oh, my God. I feel like Aaron has been very, very, very patient with me and like, you know, sitting me down and um, teaching me about stuff. Like before, I just had absolutely no idea. Just getting through life, whatever. And I feel like, um, yeah, of course, there have been some hard truths and there have been like, you know, you know, you didn't do so great in this, but next time, whatever. And like, I feel like um, if if this is what we can do in a year, I'm so excited about what we can do in the future. Yeah, it still feels like it's it's like accumulating. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's not at the point where we're like, oh, we have we're playing those songs again. Or, you know what I mean? Like we have so much stuff in the in the hopper. I guess mm-hmm. like we wrote a lot when we couldn't play shows. And the writing, the writing comes quickly for us, but the production comes slowly for mm-hmm. me learning and also working with John. John's really good at, at being like, okay, like, don't rush this, like go away and think about it for a little bit, which is good for me. Cause I get very much like I have the too much gene where I'm like <laughs> just stacking overdubs and all this stuff. And then right after you finish it, you're like, this is so cool. And he's like, okay, but like, <laughs> but like go relax. away. We're going to reduce this by 35%. See how you feel about it in a couple of days. And I'll be like, yeah, that was too much. I was just too excited about it. <laughs> but like, yeah, it feels like we're still like, uh, like building the band family too yeah. with the musicians and oh, the people we've been working yeah. with and like the people who come out to shows are very um, like in tune, like laughing at the stage banner. I did a callback like four songs later that no one would have laughed at had they not been paying attention. What was the callback? About the marketing assistant, how we needed a, oh, yeah. how we needed an intern for your marketing because you were saying something. You're like, I'm terrible at marketing stuff. And I was like, yeah, we're hiring. And then you said something else that was like a weird oh, promotional but... thing. And I was and I mentioned that. And it's like to have a callback happen from stage and people are paying <clears throat> attention for yeah. you're capturing people's attention for an hour. If Pillow straight? Fight isn't working, then we will do stand up. <laughs> Nobody I mean, will come. I've but... also been thinking, too, about how this town is awash and has historically been a washing bands. Historically quite queer, a washing queer people. It's rare that the two meet. Hmm. Like you this setup is actually very rare. And I think what do you mean the setup. Like the that there are queer people fronting a band. Oh yeah. Like it's like you look back at Halifax for 20 years. Aaron, you know. <laughs> all dudes. I'll just like dudes playing shows. That's yeah. what that's it what the history of this shows. town is. Four man bands. Yeah. Aaron. That's, 
like I, I do think that's a lot of the excitement around you is that it's like it's so represent it's not it's so representational, but it's also really good. So the people that are yes. coming to those shows, they don't have anywhere else to 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 get that. Mm-hmm. So they're coming to you. Are you do people talk to you about that? Are you aware of it, Art? To be honest, I know it sounds weird, but uh people I say people, I'm I'm talking mainly about cis men. Cis men sometimes will be like, oh my God, I can't believe that you're talking about like uh, uh, giving head. I can't believe you're talking about, you know, um, touching a boob in, in a hotel. And I'm like, yeah, because uh, you've never probably heard this so overtly, so sapphically in on the radio. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know why everyone's so scared of female sexuality. And like men have been talking about their intimacy and like women forever and then the second that I get up there and I'm like yeah I'm gonna talk about how beautiful you are and how I want to like do all these things to you and people are like oh my gosh this is like pornographic it's like what are you talking about I know it's the opposite it's It's real it's not exploitative or or, or dirty at all but I think other queer um afab female women non-binary people see that authenticity and are like wait i've i've experienced that too i haven't heard maybe in other female fronted bands or uh, or other um man bands anything that's so um almost like not crude but like poetically crude and like i think that's something that we bring yeah well like desire desire yeah and being like unapologetically like yes i would like to have this beautiful thing with you um and talk about it and talk about it in this beautiful very respectful way um yeah but it's also very like real instead of like this like you know like 80s hair metal string (laughs) bikini kind of sexuality like it's like you know what i mean it's not this whole like tv love scene it's like you're making breakfast and it's awkward and you're at someone else's house and there's like all this stuff happening where it's like Mm-hmm. It's actually the way things happen very, like, basically. It's not romanticized at all. So I feel like people can identify with that, especially, yeah. you know, when it's not just the, like, cishet roles. I don't I don't know if people hear a lot about, like, that in songs, just having things be reality-based and not necessarily the patriarchal, like, mm-hmm. view of sexuality yeah. in them. And I think it's, like, nice for... Well, it seems nice for a lot of people who identify with it that it's not the same, like, yeah, like, weird hair metal comparing you to a car kind of vibe. <laughs> well, Art, you and I were talking about Muna, who their new record comes out the yep. same day as yours, tomorrow. Um, yeah. And they, they're, they're big... It's their third record, but people are acting like they just came... They just mm-hmm. emerged because Phoebe Bridgers put her stamp on them. Yes. Um, which is how, honestly, how I heard them too. But their first single was this song called Silk Chiffon, this yeah. giant pop song about about desire, but like in a fun, again, in a fun way. Yeah, very light, very and fun. I've never heard anything like it in my life. And I think that there's, we need to, in my view, we need to like rewrite how the mainstream sees sapphic love. Because I feel like if you if you talk to any like cishet man or, you know, like a straight couple or something and you say like lesbian or sapphic or, you know, woman loving woman, whatever, I feel like they the 
there's like key ideas that are like pornographic or like, you know, dikey, quote unquote, or whatever. <laughs> but then um, there's so many queer women, AFABs and non-binary people who have this like beautiful plethora of like emotions and um, and imagery that has not even been shown in the mm-hmm. mainstream media. Mm-hmm. So to think that we have this opportunity in Pillow Fight to not only like um, experience it, write it, and then put it out, and then maybe the radio or maybe someone will listen to it. Like, I feel like that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for letting me talk about uh, lesbianism for so long. I don't actually get to that much on this show. What? <laughs> you can have you can have us over over any time. Anytime you want to talk about writing <laughs> writing lesbian song lyrics. <laughs> As long as we can get sad every once in a while, that's our lane. We should do a Bill of Fight Dance movie collab sometime. Yeah. Oh, oh man. yeah. yeah that'd be, that'd um, be great. Speaking of genre agnostic, yeah, it'd be very nineties all of a sudden. Um, cool. <laughs> well, when can we hear this record live? You're you're touring on weekends, but you seem to not be here ever. When are you going to be here? <laughs> July 9th, we're playing at the New Scotland Brewing Amazing. venue over in Dartmouth, mm-hmm. and then we are going to do um, the seventeenth of July yeah. for Pride. We're going to do the the main stage for for pride on a sunday oh amazing i did that last year it's a great setup awesome we're very excited nice money from those people too (laughs) they're very very (laughs) kind also jade bennett and shape hits are going to be there it's going to be a really beautiful um collection of genres Excellent. And we're going to be in New Glasgow on the 15th. I'm so glad you can remember Berwick this. Berwick on the 16th at the Union Street. Cool. So, Where in New Glasgow? Like um, the community center? The, uh, oh man, the, the thing just left my, na- Is it left my brain. The bar. Dinner? The, the. Engine? Something? No. Commune. commune. The commune. Sure. The commune? Oh my gosh. Great. We're going to new markets for the first time. It's great experience. New markets like New Glasgow and Berwick. Yeah. New markets. Uh, We're branching out down the road. um, And and are you aiming for Sydney in November? We are going to Sydney. We'll be there. I'm excited for it to go back to Sydney. Like, Truro's been great, but I feel like sometimes it was like, did we just like tire Truro out with all our dragging that down? (laughs) Um, and before we wrap up, I just wanted to say thank you so much for, I don't know, I feel like you were one of the biggest supporters in the beginning. I feel like you saw something that I think a lot of people maybe oversaw and you were like, let's see what's going on. No, it's super exciting. Like to, to go back to my other point, this kind of setup, I've just never, never seen it before. And the music's really good. So. Oh, Tara, stop. All right. Fight. Congrats on Flutter. You can get it tomorrow. Bandcamp, best place. Bandcamp and it'll be everywhere else. But yeah, go to the Bandcamp if you if yeah. you must if you must go purchase to the, go to the band yeah. Camp. If you're in that kind of vibe, if you have some extra, that would be cool. And you can get shirts at shows. All shirts, these shows please. In shirts and, at shows and, and, shows. and uh, on our website pillowfight.ca. Amazing. Thanks so much. Thank you. Take
is engineered by Palmer Jamison at the Golden Palm and produced by the Halifax Examiner.